This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Wednesday, November 9th. U.S. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene defeated Democrat Marcus Flowers in Georgia's 14th Congressional District. Although the seat was always deemed a safe one for Republicans, millions of dollars poured in from across the nation in the race. Highlighting Greene's many controversies and problematic statements, Flowers raised $15.6 million compared to her $12 million. This race was arguably the most expensive U.S. House contest in the nation. Early results showed Green ahead with 64% of the vote compared to Flowers' 36%. Meanwhile, voters found out Tuesday that it's possible to have both high turnout and short lines in Georgia. There were few waits or problems in the highly anticipated election, with eager voters motivated to participate in top-of-the-ticket races for the U.S. Senate and Georgia governor. While the stakes were high, there wasn't much drama for voters. No one reported threats or illegal behavior at polling places as of Tuesday afternoon. Turnout was expected to exceed the 3.95 million voters seen in the last midterms four years ago, but likely fall short of the 5 million voters who cast ballots in the 2020 presidential election. About 2.5 million people had already voted early or absentee this year. In other news, two poll workers were fired from working at the OC Library polling location in Johns Creek about 15 minutes before polls opened Tuesday. Johns Creek resident Laura Cronin said in a series of statements posted to Twitter shortly before polls opened that she and her son were removed from working in Fulton County. Fulton County spokesperson Regina Waller said the two were relieved of their duties due to questionable social media posts. Fulton officials didn't provide details about the content of the social media posts or confirm that Cronin was one of the workers removed. A Fulton poll worker first raised concerns with Fulton's elections office on Monday about comments made by another poll worker during a virtual poll worker event Sunday and on social media. The Secretary of State's office raised additional concerns Tuesday, after which Fulton officials decided to terminate the two poll workers. Up next, enrollment in Georgia's public universities fell for the second year in a row. The University System of Georgia on Tuesday released data showing enrollment among its 26 public colleges and universities fell by 1.8 percent, or 6,179 students. This fall, the system enrolled a total of 334,459 students. Last fall brought the first system enrollment decline since 2013. Officials pointed to several reasons for the recent declines, the impact of the pandemic, which has contributed to lower college enrollment nationally, financial uncertainty, and a job market that has pushed some students to go to work instead of school. Nationally, according to a report released last month by the National Student Clearinghouse Research Center, undergraduate college enrollment continued to drop this fall, but the decline slowed to pre-pandemic rates. Across the country, the research found enrollment fell by about 1.1% over last fall. And the president and CEO of a well-known automotive dealership group in Metro Atlanta died Saturday, and the company announced it will close its 20 locations Wednesday for his funeral services. James Jimmy Edward Ellis of Suwanee died at Wellstar North Fulton Hospital on Saturday, surrounded by loved ones. No cause of death has been released. For the past seven years, Ellis has been the chief executive of Jim Ellis Automotive Group, a Metro Atlanta dealership empire founded by his father. Normal business hours for the company's chain of 20 dealerships will resume Thursday. Ellis was 67 years old. Spoken Layer